Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Villa blunted the blades 5-0 at Bramwell Lane on Saturday. More on that in a sec. And we also have a tongue-tingling spicy question on the way for you too. But first things first, Frankie, you were in Sheffield. How was your trip? I'll tell you what, mate, I had a great bloody time of it. Oh my goodness. That was fun. That was very, very fun. Uh, kind of tragic comic in a, in a yeah. way the game, but um, now I went with one of my best mates in the world. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, Christian, he's a he's a lifelong Sheffield United fan. So anytime Sheffield United play Villa, we both try and go to it because I also went to Sheffield Uni as did he, which is where we first met each other. Um, and and so yeah, it's just become a bit of a thing. I think Sheffield United, Bramall Lane is probably the ground I've been to second most in the country behind Villa Park, just because I used to go there a lot during uni. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, it was a. Uh, Went up, went up to Bakewell. That was lovely. Got a nice Bakewell tart. Lovely. Uh, and then uh, went up to uh, Mantor. Climbed that. Felt like I was climbing a mountain. The wind blew harshly at the top. The clouds closed in. But uh, nothing could prepare me for the, the... You know, I thought I climbed to a high peak, but the, the, the heights that Aston Villa reached later that day were so beyond what I could have dreamt, George. My goodness. 5-0. Now, I was sat... I don't know if I'm supposed to admit this, but I was sat in amongst the home fans. Yeah. So I had to uh, behave myself, you know, not let things fall into disrepute like Wolves and West Brom fans did a few weeks ago. Um, it was very hard to keep myself contained uh, when Villa were up about 4-0. The mm. funniest thing, it was like when when it went 2-0, the amount of fans who walked out the ground was just... Un- like I've, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, like te- have 10 minutes maybe. Um, I mean, you say you've never seen anything like it. You've never seen anything like it sort of in that context. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen plenty of other games with people yeah. walking out, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think like that early in the game, like it was like, wow. Okay. And then when the mm. third went in again, quite early on, it was like, bloody hell. This is just, this is unbelievable. Um, mm. And yeah, it just felt like every time Villa attacked, there was going to be a goal, didn't there? And, uh, you know, it was just... It, it was just my God! I mean, when when the when the third goal went in, it's the first time I've ever heard thirty thousand people collectively go busted. <laughs> you know, like Sean Bean, big Sheffield United fan, sharp busted, busted. His favorite goal. So yeah, thirty thousand people in my ears, busted. Uh, but and they're just walking out, and uh, yeah, it was just like, I mean, I mean, Sheffield United were really poor. Mm. real danger of that derby record I which is which is about. which is interesting given that it was only a couple of weeks ago when they were giving us a really difficult time of things at villa park and yeah. came so close to getting you know all three points um yeah. it seemed like a very strange change of tack from um chris wilder uh they yeah. just looked so exposed and open which is something they they absolutely weren't in in birmingham yeah completely like they um they kind of tried to go at Villa a bit. Like their formation was weird. And, uh, you know, like my, my Sheffield United friend, he was saying he didn't really understand what they were trying to play. It was almost like a five at the back or a three, whatever it was. It was like the start of the trying to knock it over the top to Brereton Diaz, who did have mm. a chance um, and looked quite handy in the first 10 minutes. But it was just that every time Villa got some of uh, the ball in the centre, there was always a ball onto Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Which would always run in behind Holgate or whoever it was. Uh, every single goal came down the centre. It was just extraordinary. So it was like knife, uh, hot knife through butter, basically. And um, yeah, I mean, Villa 
if you give Villa space, you give us a chance to go at you, it, we'll we'll score most likely. We'll create and um, uh, you know, it felt like Sheffield tried to go at Villa, like kind of the opposite of what they did at Villa Park, and um, paid the price. Like Villa ripped them apart and. Some of the selections were weird. I think not having Hamer and Archer on from the start seemed odd. There was another Sheffield United player that came off the bench as well that I was a bit like, why did he not start? Just everything that Chris Wilder did yesterday just didn't work. Um, uh, you know, uh, also, you know, Chris Wilder, does he look like the kind of man that in the year 1540 would have employed, been employed as, a, as an executioner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of black hood, maybe yeah. sort of leather vest. Big sort of honking great axe or maybe even a sword. Yeah. Dispatching people right, left and centre. Yeah, I can see that. The King's yeah, Henchman. The King's Henchman. King, the King's Henchman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. You know, Anne Boleyn's walking to her final day, her mm. final moment, head on the chopping block. And the last face she sees is Chris Wilder going mad at someone for eating a sandwich. <laughs> you bastard. What, what sandwich is that? Chops her head off. <laughs> No, I can see that. I can definitely see that. He looked he looked um, a little bit lost on the on the on the sidelines. I think he I think he wished he probably had some sort of weapon of warfare at his disposal to be to use on some of his players. Yeah. Um yeah, they 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 looked they looked sort of shell shocked really after after 20 minutes. Hmm. Um Oh, I know, was shell shocked. Well, so <laughs> so was I. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was incredible. Um but it was just some incredibly incredible uh, performances from individuals as well. Ducky Louise, the maestro, the Leonard Bernstein of Aston Villa's midfield. Yeah. Um, just unbelievable, particularly given the fact that he was like, he said he was like really sick before playing. That's yeah. why he only played the, the half, you know, half the game. He came off for Aaron Ramsey in the second half because he wasn't feeling very well. But I mean, if, if that's what he can do when he's not feeling very well, then God, if he's better for the um, FA Cup uh, replay against Chelsea, midweek Chelsea are in a world of pain particularly after their result mm. today yeah um so he was just brilliant that ball to uh Watkins for his goal the second that we scored was just chef's kiss Frankie it was absolutely sublime I don't I cannot remember a better assist from anyone can you think of a better assist uh, this from, season, from from an Aston Villa player, I, oh, I that was it was Kevin De Bruyne esque, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was De Bruyne. As you know, I was going to say, if I was to think of an assist this season that compares to it, I'd say De Bruyne's ball to Oscar Bob against Newcastle. In the oh last yeah, 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 yeah. But that and and that's exactly exactly it. Kevin De Bruyne. It was yeah. that sort of a pass and something about the out an outside of the boot pass. Yeah, you know, cutting through four players yeah there was a lovely angle i saw on the villa um twitter page where it was behind him and he just you just see these sheffield united players looking back in panic as they, re <laughs> as they realize that this ball is like cutting right through like, them like the t-rex in jurassic park the t-rex is <laughs> yeah. like, a bit closer than it appears uh, <laughs> like, or the, the rolling ball in indiana jones <laughs> just <laughs> it was it was it was glorious. It was so good. But yeah, Watkins was amazing as well. His, his runs were, were brilliant. He, he was brilliant. I mean, it was it was just like shooting fish in a barrel for him, wasn't it? It yeah. was it, it was exactly the sort of game that Ollie Watkins likes to play. You know, um, just 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 very like on the front foot, reading the reading the balls that were coming his way. Um, you know, getting on the end of everything. 
um, running the channels if need be. You know, his 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 assist for Moreno's goal, our fifth, was oh, yeah. was a what is a wonderful little chip over to Moreno and great awareness, knowing that Moreno was going to be there. Awful defending from Sheffield United, literally to leave Moreno there on his own in the box for about twenty minutes. Yeah, um, so he had all the time in the world to side foot that volley into the back of the net. That was a, that was a great goal. Leon Bailey's fantastic finish and just his his goal was incredible because he had about five or six Villa players who were all mm. around him. I mean, we had, we overloaded Sheffield United in, in their own box. Um, you know, it was absolutely unbelievable. Um, Tielemans strike, he was unlucky obviously not to score just before. It was a great clearance off the mm. line from what was a lovely strike, but then... You know, he got the second, second, second crack of the whip, the need to score that that goal. A lovely sort of off the bar, off the post, back of the net job. Yeah. Um, one of those little Gareth Bale celebrations. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was just everything that could go right went right for us. And everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yes, conversely, like, yes. It they was, were really poor, really yeah. poor. Um, and, and it was it was almost like no no matter what they did, you know, Wilder made some changes, um, uh, you know, personnel-wise, he, he clearly, once we went 3-0 up, uh, uh, dropped back as a sort of crisis management move. That didn't really work so well. Mm. And obviously, they had that disallowed goal right at the end, which really summed summed up their entire evening. It, so, it, was, it was like a tragicomic, like, play. Like, some of the fans that around me went really, like, happy and were cheering when Sheffield scored. You know, nice consolation. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Show yeah. there's some fight in them. And then when the VAR check came up on the screen, I openly started laughing. And I was like, this is the, <laughs> this cannot get any worse. Because I'm yeah. like, obviously I'm there away. And I'm like, I kind of like, this is probably the first time I've ever sort of deep down kind of wanted a goal to count against Villa just for oh, something else. Yeah, and then I, thought, I, I was desperate for that clean sheet. I was like, <laughs> oh no. Like... I, but then I saw Emmy Martinez's reaction when the goal went in and he was kicking the post as hard as he could. And I was like, yeah. no. Get this goal disallowed. <laughs> chalk it off. It away. Find, find a way to chalk the, it off. The cherry on the most rotten cake that any Sheffield fan has ever eaten in their life. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I felt for them. It was, you know, it's it's brutal. And you know, as I say, like I, I tend to look out for Sheffield United results because I have a, quite a bit of affection for them up there. But that was just, uh, that was, I was overly laughing at that point. I, I was like, yeah. this just can't get any worse. And also, it, the the funniest thing was. The step, the, obviously, so many fans had left, so it had emptied out quite early. Mm. And as me and me and my mate were like, "Well, there's a better seats up there. We can just go sit there, can't we? Get a better view." So we went up there, and as we were walking out of our row, the Sheffield fans went to be like, oh, "Have you had enough, lads? You had enough?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> oh, it's I, been awful. It's, oh, this is too terrible. much for me. Uh, in fact, you know what? This is so bad. I'm going to go and get a better view of how bad it is." <laughs> And then once we got up there, we, we were kind of like right in line of sight of the Villa fans. So we sort of all caught, kept looking up at us. Mm. And a couple of Villa fans started pointing at me, giving me the double V fingers. <laughs> yeah, 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 bastard, five nil and all insulting me. And I was looking at them like, you've picked the inside man here, you fools. <laughs> you're bullying the wrong guy. I, I just had this image of you getting your phone out, Frankie, just getting out. Come on. It's a, I'm, a, I'm the Villa man. I'm the Villa man here. Yeah. Um, was, yeah. So that, it was. That was it. I, I was like thinking, like, well, first of all, you've got you picked the wrong person out of thousands of people. You picked the wrong guy. Secondly, have you never seen all Villa no filler? Do you not know? Do you not have you no. not seen this podcast? They're not but, real but, fans, Frankie. Although, although maybe they have seen the podcast and they're like, oh, there's that twat. What's he doing here? <laughs> yeah. Giving him the boo. Uh, 
that's that's far more likely yeah, but yeah, yeah no it was it was brilliant and and what a way to sort of end our little blip of uh, of poor forms poor form and, and performances and, and results yeah. as well you know it's been it's been within the context of the season which has obviously been brilliant it's been a difficult kind of couple of games so you know we bounced back with a thumping win and um and yeah, we've got some really big games coming up. Obviously, yeah, the, the yeah. replay against Chelsea. We've got Man United at home. I really want to win. I really want to win that one after we let that really, two goals slip against really want them in Old Trafford. That that's that's the game I'm targeting really in the next couple of days. Get a couple of games. So um, that's what I want to see. Um, you know, Leon Bailey starting this time as he probably should have done against Newcastle. Another I know, I know there was some kiss. talk about the, the, the whole team oh, was a Michelin just... star meal and. He he was yeah. the souffle. He was just he, oh, he was perfection. Yeah. You know, you know, Douglas Luiz yeah. was the main course. He was he was the Leon Bailey was just the beautiful dessert. That, Le, you know. I, I yeah yeah. I think I think Douglas Luiz was the sizzling mixed grill. Yeah, uh, you know, placed before you, sizzling away. The smells, yeah. the, the the you know the 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 flavors. He had it all, but you're right. I think, yeah, Leon Bailey was the souffle. Leon um, Bailey is genuinely one of the best football players in world football right now. And I'm not even exaggerating. He is unbelievably good in his current form. He, like, every yeah. time he gets the ball, he he can turn on the ball like just that, you know, like like as fast as he wants. Beats he did that man. little skip in the in the first half where he sort of like took it around a player it, it was it was right by the byline i don't know if it was on your side of the pitch frankie but he he took it he, he did this lovely little move to get past him and he was pulled back and the, and the, and the sheffield united player got a yellow card for it but the the the, the way he did that i was like okay he's yeah. he's he's in the mood tonight oh. um and, he, and he, uh, the goal as well the, he made the goal look so easy yeah but yeah. and as soon as he got the ball i knew if he if he gets to cut inside, he's gonna play place us in the top corner. And he did it was yeah. just he's yeah. the form it, he's in. And he's he's the he, player I think is key he, against United. I yeah, I think so. I would agree with you there. I think um I think yeah, all he needed was was just that little bit of space. And that's what he was waiting for. So, you know, when he when he came down at the uh, at the Sheffield United penalty area, he sort of waited, 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 that little cut inside and the left foot into the top corner. It was just a brilliant finish, great technique and a man sort of Bang in form and and with a huge amount of confidence at the moment, it was just sublime, Frankie. Sublime, the, the tasty dessert. Just oh, he was he was he's special. He's special. Also, something something I noticed that was really interesting. Where do you remember the second half? There was a, it was five nil at the time, and it was a corner to Sheffield United, and they had Martinez made a double save. Yes, Austin McPhee went absolutely berserk, right? And he was he was you know. Proper screaming, Looked like a really angry wizard. You know, someone's stolen his staff. <laughs> He's like, "Who took my staff, mate?" Um, uh, like you know, when Gandalf finds out that Merry and Pippin have stolen the little plantier <laughs> thing, that's that, right. That, that yeah. Sauron can see them. And that's how it looked to me. And uh, but he, uh, Unai Emery, walked up to him and started going like, like putting his like you could clear. He was like clearly insinuating, calm, 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 and then like sent him to the bench like a naughty boy. I was yeah. like, wow, that was like an interesting thing to see. And it just doesn't it suggest to you kind of that Emery's whole approach is not about like blood, thunder, guts, and screaming and whatever. It's about we, we stay calm, we don't let yeah. we don't let passion overcome us. Um, controlled passion. Um, you know, the opposite of Romeo and Juliet, basically. <laughs> uh it, it's it was yeah, it was just a, yeah, just an interesting thing to to have witnessed. And also Musa Diaby came on. Yeah. On the right wing, and he looked better on the right wing. I think he 
I think he's doing well as a second striker, but in recent games, he's been struggling with players right on his back with back to goal. Mm. Yesterday, when he went onto the right wing, he was able to run at players. He had space to get into. He looked more his his regular self. It was. I think that was a good sign. Yeah, I agree. I think one name I haven't heard uh, praised actually, although he had a relatively quiet game, but did everything efficiently was Clement Longley because yes. you know to, to get it to get a clean sheet for him was really really important. He's come under a lot of stick as a player that's coming on loan. Um, he, I, I don't know whether he or certainly Emery probably felt he would get as many games as he has done, but the situation has emerged and, and, you know, he is playing, you know, week in, week out. And I do think that is benefiting him. I think just from a, from the perspective of just, just confidence, fitness, uh, understanding the way the team plays, understanding the players around him, you know, he didn't, he didn't do anything spectacular, but I think he was important in terms of doing what he needed to do to help Villa get that clean sheet. And mm. and I, I know people will say, well, it's only Sheffield United and they were pretty toothless. Sure. But, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. And and when it comes to the Premier League, they're, they're difficult game. Every game is, mm. is, is difficult or, you know, perceived to be difficult. So you've just got to be on your game. And I think he really was today. And I think he just deserves a bit of credit because there's a lot of Villa fans that have sort of given him a bit of grief. Um, me included, I, I would, you know, I, over the last last couple of weeks, but he was he was very solid. So, congrats, Clement. I concur. Do you know, what I end this on John. My full stop is bastard. Have you, I guess you've heard that a lot in your life, haven't you, Frankie? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. Well, way too <laughs> far more than you. <laughs> All villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Are me and George about to do what Wolves and West Brom fans did a couple of weeks ago and disgrace themselves on live TV? Well, maybe we will in this The Spicy Question. Have a big enough fallout, a bit of a ruckus. As today, George, I ask you, who's finishing in the top four? Will it be the mighty Aston Villa or will it be those no good Hockney gits Tottenham Hotspur? Who's it going to be? Well, it seems at the moment, um, and anything can change in football, of course, that that uh, the title is probably a little bit beyond us. Um, oh, it can change. Never. I'm a believer, mate. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer too. I'm a believer too. But if we look at it as things are at the moment, we might just have to perhaps settle. I say settle. It. I mean, it would be an incredible achievement for for a Champions League spot. And 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 as things stand, again, as things stand currently, as of the start of February, um, us and Spurs look the likeliest to battle it out for that fourth position particularly with Arsenal winning today. So there's been a lot of talk I've noticed on social media and other other people on on various channels talking about Spurs and Villa and the sort of top four, the, the fourth place rivalry. And it looks, it's I think it's a fascinating um, uh, competition between us mm-hmm. two. Um, obviously they, they slipped up uh, against Everton. They were, in, they were in a pretty good position. I, I, I watched that game and they were, they played pretty well. Um, you know, Charleston's a very, very good player. Mm-hmm. He's finding a bit of form at the moment. Obviously, two goals f- from him. Um, and they've got some players coming back, which is, um, which doesn't necessarily augur well for, Madison. for, for Ma- us. Madison with those that dart he throws. Yeah, yeah, Madison with that dart he throws. He he got an assist for one of the Charleston's goals yesterday too, and a nice little flick assist that he got. So he's 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 looking good. Um, 
and they've just got they've just got quality all over the pitch. I mean, talk about Pedro Porro, Vicario, Van der Ven is back, a very, very good signing by the looks of things. Uh Udogi, very good fullback. Um obviously up front, they've got the likes of Brennan Johnson, who we were linked with, and and, and he's he's playing well. He scored the other day. Um obviously Timo Werner getting him on loan is a big signing. Um big pedigree. And um, they've still got Son to come back, of course. So um, it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be tricky, but I do think. I do think we'll take it to the very end of the season against mm-hmm. them. And I think I have just more faith in the way we play. I think Emery's just got a. I'm not saying Postecoglou doesn't have the experience as a coach. He absolutely does, and he's done really, really well so far. And a lot of the clubs that he's been at, at, you know, across the world, he's he's been he's been very good. Um, I just think there's more dimensions to us. I think we've got we've got more strings to our bow in terms of tactical setup. I think with Spurs, they they have that very particular way of playing, mm. and I think it can be got at. They have very talented attackers, and 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 the way they play plays to their strengths. But I I do think that there are weaknesses there. There's vulnerabilities, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And and although Postecoglou. Um, you know, is a very experienced manager. He's he's he is new to the Premier League, and um, you know that might count against him potentially too. It'll be close, but I but I think Villa will just edge it. I think I think we will finish fourth. Okay, I think yeah, I think it depends on injuries. Um, you know, if there's if there's key injuries for either team, it's going to be a real yeah problem. Um, yeah, uh, I think with Tottenham, what I would say is there's, there are moments where they look absolutely scintillating and they look like they could just hammer a team 6-0 if they want. Um, but then in so many games I've watched them in that they look they tend to be, you know, really fast starters in the first half. Yeah. Potentially overwhelmed. You're like they nearly did to us in the first half. Then second half, they seem to sort of lose that momentum a bit. Like it's, they can't keep up that intensity. Mm. Um, and then they become vulnerable. You know, Villa beat them second half. West Ham beat them second half. Uh, one other thing I'd say as well is that they defensively they seem to be a bit like like the Brighton game that when they were four 0 down, you know, and then they made it four mm. two. It, it, you know, they I think they have results like that in them. Like they can they could go away to a Bournemouth and lose three 0 or something. I could just see them doing that. But then at the same token, you know, coming back to their place and absolutely destroying teams. So I think. I think it's going to be tight. I think if both teams can keep all their players fit, uh, it's going to be very, very tight. Um, you know, Tottenham have been there and done it with the top four. Yeah. Though Ange Postacolo himself hasn't. Mm. Uno Emery has been there and done it himself in various leagues, you know, competing for the top. So that might be an advantage to us. But, you know, whether our club and whether our players have that level of belief to to do it. You know, it's it's going to be, that is a factor, you know, it's really, it's hard to, you know, break yourself out of a cycle of being a team that falls short. And it's yeah. just whether our team can, you know, be the team to break that cycle and think, no, we, no, we belong in the top four and make it there. And uh, yeah, I absolutely think we should believe it. You know, I think beating Sheffield United 5-0, that's exactly what we needed. We needed a solid win, you know, after a slightly yeah. shaky month. Definitely. Um, and I, but I, the question I'd have is, you know, Sheffield were really poor. So can we then now go and do that to, you know, can we follow that up by beating Man United at home? United themselves have a lot of vulnerabilities, but they do have players who can hurt us. You know, Rashford, mm. Garnacho getting in behind. That's yeah. obviously going to be a threat. Uh, it 
yeah, it, I, I think Tottenham and Villa have a lot of similarities, some similarish vulnerabilities, though I think Tottenham looks slightly more defensively vulnerable than Villa. But that said, I I do think that if if a team just does 11 behind the ball against Villa and 11 behind the ball against Tottenham, I'd slightly wonder if James Madison is the player that unlocks those type of defences more so than the players we have. Because he was obviously missing when we played each other um, exactly. in London. So, yeah, I, I, th I think you're right. We obviously play them actually in a few weeks, don't we? That, 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 yeah. that game at, at Villa Park is not too far away. So that will be an absolutely huge game, won't it? So massive, massive. Hopefully we'll have... Um, you know, we'll have all our players fit and, and ready for that one. Um, just feels like a really big month. I mean, I know every game feels big at the moment, but it does feel like a very, very big month this month. Yeah. And also, um, we, we, we are fighting on all fronts still, um, yeah. aside obviously from the, from the League Cup. But yeah, we're, we're obviously into the, uh, we're still in the FA Cup. Um, and if we beat Chelsea, then we've, we've got a, a half decent, um, tie for the next round against either Leeds or Plymouth. We're going to lose 2-0 um, to Plymouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which seem, I don't know. We've given them so many players over the years. I feel like they, you know, they can do us a solid and uh, just <laughs> sort of fall over for us. Yeah. Um, but you know, that that's that's a competition that I think we can we can start to really target now. But again, that's yeah. another, you know, group of games that we've got to play. We're obviously still in the conference league, which is fantastic, but that will start again in March, I think, or the end of yeah. this month. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll have a lot of games coming up, and I think this is, this is where we've got to, you know, maybe manage things a bit more. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much we use some of the signings we've made in January. You know, will will you know will Rogers play a significant part towards the end of the season? Um, I guess we'll, um, I guess we'll find out. But it's. Well well, I, I, George, I don't live that far from the Tottenham Stadium. I'm probably, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of in an area that's probably a bit more Arsenal, but it's still probably got a heavy Tottenham contingent as well. Mm. So I feel a little bit like every day of my life I'm back in the Sheffield United home end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just lots of people. Uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be looking around, seeing lots of upset Tottenham fans in the next few months because Aston Villa just tear away. Maybe we'll upset Arsenal as well. We're what are we? Not far behind them, even though they're no. today. Uh yeah. But, you know, let's let's as Emmy Martinez said, a man who won the World Cup, I'm a believer, mate. If he believes, I believe. Okay, and on that positive note, uh, thank you everybody for listening. We'll leave things there. I've been your host, George Alinsky. Frankie, catch you later. Catch you later. Bastard. <laughs> Bastard to you too, Frankie. And it is goodbye from me up the villa. We'll be back again soon. Until then, I'm on Super Aston Villa.